follow us on instagram at the needle podcast welcome to the needle in a world where pseudo political activism runs rampant on both sides of the political spectrum and skepticism prevails over the truth the needle attempts to be a breath of fresh air which attempts to explore the various polarizing issues through a multitude of perspectives Needle is a youth-run podcast which aims to provide a forum for healthy political discourse to take place between individuals with two different opinions regarding a certain topic. The topics that will be discussed over the course of the podcast may range from opinions on current issues such as BLM or long-standing arguments such as is communism actually a viable alternative to capitalism. The main premise behind naming the podcast The Needle actually alludes to the popular test known as the political compass. In a regular compass the needle is a tiny magnet which points in a north south direction hence providing the user with a sense of clarity the podcast strives to provide our listeners with a balanced take on a particular issue hence guiding them through the confusion and providing them with clarity hence for uh, therefore we act as a needle as we provide our listeners with a sense of direction in the arduous journey of sim- of simply trying to comprehend an issue without the strain of bias and now over to my fellow uh, host pranjal hey guys so i'm pranjal and i think a really great thing for everyone everyone listening to do is take the political compass test yourselves it's really exciting it gives you an insight on your own political views and where you stand now a little back story to it the political compass the ideology the underlying underlying theory of the political model used by the political compass is that the political ideology may be better measured along two separate axes the economic axis which is the left and the right axis measures one's view opinion of how the economy should be run left wing belief is that an economy should be run by a cooperative agency which can mean that there's much more government regulation and intervention like for example a can like not complete government intervention it's not like a country where the government produces everything how but like like an example would be the government is the one that runs the railway in the country while on the right side of things it basically supports a free market and the best example of a free market would be the united states of america now the y axis is the social sense uh, one's political opinions in the social sense regarding the amount of personal freedom that one should allow now libertarianism is defined as a, the belief that personal freedom should be maximized while authoritarianism is defined as a belief that authority should be obeyed now one great example for libertarianism like european countries like you can take denmark you can take finland while on the other hand authoritarian can be kim jong un and north korea or uh, one very controversial example could be adolf hitler and nazi germany all right guys uh, let's be honest here kim jong un has really transcended the compass he's made an alien version <laughs> of his own where he himself is god yeah say using kim jong un would be a very extreme example but that's the best way to describe yeah, an authoritarian economy yeah yeah <laughs> okay so we did it boys we finally here doing this podcast cool so my side of the quadrant really the liberal uh, libertarian left side think any protest any major protest happening in america 
you know blm antifa for example it's one which wants to have a free reform government not to say not to say in any way that america is libertarian minded just the protests themselves the idea of the protests gandhi and mandela they advocated for people to be free of government rule you know they wanted people not to be anarchism not anarchism in any way even though that is a part of my square i don't advocate for anarchism i advocate for people to have enough power to break down the system where the people in charge are corrupt it's a system where the people can have enough power where they can stop a leader from exploiting them so as i said any protest antifa for example anti fascism that's what it is essentially it's rebelling against the neo nazis um that's really what my side of the compass does and uh, that was the libertarian side but the left side it's not fully government regulated like as um vinayak said it's not government produced but uh, it is government regulated in the sense that people don't want exploit uh, the government sorry does not want exploitation of the people they do not want people to be vulnerable to the corporate greed that you know businesses have they don't want um housing for example they don't want the uh, housing crisis to repeat itself or you know basic companies like uh, industry sorry like the railways uh, industry or electricity they don't want exploitation because some the, these are essentially human rights right the basic human rights food water shelter they don't want these industries to be corporate owned since corporate own equals in most cases corporate greed and exploitation moving on to our next speaker before before we over the uh nikhil yeah. you said you don't uh, condone uh, anarchism however one of the biggest aspects of the left wing itself was like the left wing market anarchism which happened Yeah, uh, which is a big theory. I want to know what do you think of that. So yeah, yeah. Me personally, I don't. So okay, the, our listeners need to under, have to understand for future episodes as well. Each quadrant, each square in the quadrant is huge. These are huge squares, and I like the speakers here may not fit into all the sides because there are multiple sides even in each quadrant. So it's not very. It's very. We are very specific. We're one person. We're not. We're not representing an entire square. We're representing our own opinions. Personally, anarchism. It, it got to like in certain cases, the Russian Revolution, for example. It got to a point where the government was just screwing every one of its citizens, and it was really bad for the economy and for the people. I personally don't advocate for citizens just overthrowing a government which is run perfectly fine, but. you know certain impeachment trials for example they need to happen because certain presidents in power who may be too loud on twitter may express themselves in a bit too extremist way and they may take power of their they hold in their office to exploit and negative like be that which is detrimental to the citizens of the country i think i think like a really great point that you covered was that all four quadrants are massive they're big because uh, a left wing ideology can be some anywhere it can include communism collectivism syndicalism it has a bunch of different ideologies even even on one side of things so i i can see i can see why you think that anarchism would be a bit too extreme yeah exactly We finally here, like after weeks. It's so good to be here. Well, I'm Vinayak. I'm 16 years old, and I will be representing the authoritarian left. And as my fellow left, as Nikhil uh, stated, um, we do, uh, we do believe uh, everyone has a right to be equal. Like everyone has to be equal. But as an authoritarian left, there have been some uh, governments and institutions that have taken 
the ideologies to another level of extreme like it has evolved from communism to maoism to stalinism i do, i personally do not advocate for maoism or stalinism because those involve uh, methods of violence and i am against violence what i believe is that everyone is equal and another nation should be under one ruling authority where the economy is under cro- uh, control by the government because because these capitalistic societies they often uh, full of consumerism and greed and it's, it's just really heartbreaking to see and i just believe that we as a society deserve to be equal yeah um so i would ask um is there any country right now uh, you know in the modern world who actually implements an authoritarian left strategy um well china but uh, china's strategy is more of devolved from the authoritarian left is now it's gone into maoism and doesn't into deeper political ideology so i wouldn't really consider them authoritarian lefts at the moment cuz they're now i think the borderline extremists recent, yeah like i think the most extreme uh, like recent all left country that we had i guess would be uh ussr under joseph stalin rightly said yeah. uh because that was a complete all left way of running a country that was kind of an extremist example though although it is true um cuba i think cuba would be uh, cuba yeah. would be an would be a more appropriate yeah. example yeah as under uh, fidel castro and with the help of the ussr cuba was able to uh, transform its economy and slowly develop into into a developing country from like an underdeveloped one uh, imagine the 1960 cuban missile crisis happened we won't be talking about that right now world war 3 would have taken place anyways that's deviating uh, um, all right so uh... everyone has spoken enough leftist propaganda to get the fbi off our tail <laughs> uh we can now delve into the serious uh, more uh, accurate ideologies i think hi hey i'm gar so i social hierarchies are basically inevitable in any society in any kind of society there are always hierarchies and not everyone is equal basically meritocracy rules supreme and you are entitled to nothing at all and also the fact that i'm authoritarian so the role of the government is to enforce these hierarchies and traditions through laws so basically that is the gist of my authoritarian right perspective God. and yeah uh yeah start with brontal uh this one of the like i think the biggest authoritarian country in the world would be north korea now are you a fan of that dumpling of a man kim jong un like do you do your political views assign align with the way he is running his country i want to know what you think about that i mean prandol that is such a stereotypical question that north korea you know like there are many other figures of authoritarian right like you can say even ronald reagan under him yeah. america i think exploded under him mostly i think kim is too oppressive honestly like he's taken it too literally is to extremist i myself am more of a moder- moderate authoritarian right i don't believe in oppressing people of basic freedoms but i also believe that they're not they're not entitled to anything like i i don't think anyone yeah. is entitled to anything yeah uh, garf as a fellow authoritarian i completely agree with you like it's it's sick and tiring just wait like, wait, wait i'm so sorry uh, i made a big mistake uh, kim jong un is authoritarian left and not right but he's authoritarian regardless yeah uh, happens wow. to the best of us happens yeah. to the best of us brandal you call yourself a political veteran 
Like you guys take the extremists and uh, put us with the moderate authoritarians, and it's just like sick and tiring. Like all the time, everyone thinks we're deluded, but we're really just normal people living every living our lives. You know, we're trying to normalize the authoritarian perspective, honestly, on this podcast. We're just trying to educate people that we're not conspiracy theorists. Yes, we hashtag, have normal hashtag opinions. normalize authoritarians. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. So, um, enough of that. But I, hi guys. My name is Krish, and I'm representing the li- li- libertarian right quadrant of uh, the political compass. And uh, the basic ideology that we uh, we strive to achieve is like you know to maximize uh, individual freedom in a country and minimize the scope of public or governmental authority. Because uh, we believe that social order can be achieved. through uh, such an ideology and the fact that uh market the, the market alone like you know uh, the forces of demand and supply are more than enough not only to determine prices but also like you know resource allocations uh, for everybody and uh, like you know one of the founding fathers i think thomas jefferson you know he was a libertarian himself but uh, he also believed and understood the consequences of believing in such an ideology which i to believe in and it's not only the fact that uh, we we advocate free will for a reason uh, and we we also believe that it comes with a price and we are we're not underestimating it or like overlooking it but we believe that with this ideology there is uh, like you know a, a country can a uh, function you know towards full efficiency using this kind of methodology So this is essentially uh, Adam Smith's, you know, the whole ordeal with the invisible hand and no need for government intervention. Essentially, yes. Uh, as I said, you know, a, a freely functioning market without any kind of government intervention can sustain or, like, you know, work by itself, like, you know, on the market force with demand and supply. And that's exactly what right now libertarians work towards because we believe that, like, you know, any kind of government intervention should be limited, if not completely out. it should be limited to for example the safety of you know the citizens of the country and not to the market because that is exactly what like you know you yeah. said that smith theory so yeah exactly just for the people listening at home uh nikhil can you explain what the adam smith theory is because i actually myself am not too well versed about it as so either <laughs> yeah so uh, adam smith essentially it's it's contrasting to the keynes Uh, so Keynes essentially believes um, advocates for a government intervention, right, in times of uh, recession. Yet Adam Smith, to be fair, that too, he, I mean, uh, the theory was evolved around uh, earlier time. Um, but essentially, it um, it boils down to markets being efficient independently and needing no government, needing no uh, higher authority and power. Just the consumers and producers themselves are um, efficient enough to. you know automatically regulate prices but as we know in the real world and i think you i'm sure you guys agree that is kind of always the most efficient yeah yeah i agree i mean you know in any system i think that can be i think like regardless of which quadrant you're in it, we can just be so much more productive regardless of ideologies because of human tendencies like corruption which have ruined our politics <laughs> talk Please. about living in no, india no you are saying corruption exists in the modern world no way guys <laughs> uh, propaganda propaganda all right well i am a centrist uh, and i am I, i just want to clarify one thing with you guys uh, and people listening at home 
uh, centrists are not apolitical. Apolitical people are the ones who do not like to take a side, who don't prefer to take a side. They, uh, they are, in in a sense, they're just not bothered about this. They don't have a view. They don't have a stand. And uh, I personally don't like them. <laughs> uh, but as a centrist, uh, the, we're we're people who support specific combinations of policies and ideas from. each section of the compass uh, we believe that you know each square of the quadrant contributes uniquely uh, towards the formation of like a perfect society uh, and you know uh, a few people who are actually centrist who i had to look up to for example aoc alexandria ocasio cortez she's a great political figure like she's got views which i completely align myself with uh and one more person can be bernie sanders they they they're one of the most prominent centrists and i completely understand why it's necessary to have a combination of all the few all the four quadrants to keep a interesting balance to keep the economy running the best yeah. because it gives power to both the government it keeps things running nicely but while also giving power to the people So not to sound like a typical republican but isn't uh, Bernie Sanders very leftist? Uh Bernie Sanders is center left and uh so is AOC but uh they uh Bernie Sanders himself has stated I think in uh, I don't quote me on this this is not verbatim but I think he did state that he he doesn't want to be aligned to any one particular side because it gets a bit too extreme when you look at a real world application of any political theory on the compass you know so apologies to gar but let's take the most extremist side here author right for example or even you know author left as bernard stated uh, dprk um do you agree with any policies from these to very extreme quadrant uh, squares on the quadrant look, look dprk ussr they they're like a really extreme example of uh, how things should be running like like you said they've transcended the political compass kim jong un has <laughs> transcended the political compass uh, he's he's basically treated as god in his country or at least what he's making his people uh, treat him but i as a centrist i think i think one thing which dprk has really nailed is hierarchy and social order this has actually kept the things running so efficiently I wouldn't say how extreme he's been, but in general, I agree with the fact that there should be a social hierarchy. That I agree with the fact that there should be a social hierarchy where where there is a proper line of order because it keeps things running smoothly. But I, however, I also like agree with libertarian views and left uh, libertarian views in in the sense that I do believe that there should be more. equality there should be more progressive reforms there should be more changes to keep up with the keep up with the way our world is moving right now especially environmental issues like climate change and you know gun control i think these things are very much needed to keep you know people happy and keep you know while also keeping the economy running as smoothly as possible All right. So, um, I just have one question for you, Pranjal. Since you believe that like having a mix of all four quadrants is something that you know is important, or something that you know can make a country or an economy more successful. So, do you believe that an economy can thrive better when it's you know a, a centrist or like you know when it believes in one specific ideology from the political compass? You know, I think like 
you know you can take any side you can take any quadrant uh, but you know a country has so many people and you can't satisfy all of them now now some countries they like some countries like china some countries like dprk they've they've completely they completely unbothered about the about about what people think they've, they uh, china's actually been accused of you know brainwashing people since they you know since they've been born to manipulate them into thinking that it's their choice to live like this uh, however some people like cut they know cut that, you know the the hong kong protests yeah yeah exactly 6 million people flocking to street yeah Uh, I as an author left uh, I do not condone such uh, acts <laughs> I just like to say I don't I don't uh, want any backlash for that. <laughs> uh yeah to answer what Krish is saying I think all of them are great ways to running an economy and I think uh, all economies can thrive like if it's done correctly if it's done well uh if there's a good balance then I do believe that can be run through but again there will always be people that are going to be unhappy there will always be people who are going to you know want to revolt there are always going to be people who are going to want to convert totally to socialism uh that's why that's where i believe that uh, centrism comes into play uh, that's where you know countries find a good balance that's where you know the, the maximum le- level of satisfaction is achieved between the government between the economy and with the people and the way things are running uh, so it you know it uh It, it it supports both it supports both the people in power and the people uh that the people in power are serving you know you understand the platforms we are uploading this to which is i think uh, spotify and apple music they are available in china so the chinese slander you're putting out <laughs> my god pom 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 parabara apologies apologies um जीजेंट <laughs> <laughs> I think this was a great session. I hope everyone uh, listening takes the political compass test, you know, to just just to just because it's so interesting to see where your political ideologies lie. Yeah, and, and if you do take it, like feel free to go onto our Instagram handle. All right. Uh thank you so much for joining us and uh, good night. See you guys in the next one.